0: What's going on yeah, man welcome there, to the
1: show man what's going on man thanks for having me
0: of course i gotta welcome you i gotta give you a good intro here we have one of harlem's finest he's a true mc and he goes by the name of dabora like a zoom okay. meeting might want to watch who you talk to
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> very very fitting right now
0: it is <laughs> and that's all thank for you your... for that.
1: that was that was a great introduction man thank you
0: Oh, of course, and you're a true MC, that's what we do out here. This is the bars, you're raising the level out here, unlike all these other kids in the industry who are trying to yeah. follow a trend and you know what they do. That's not what you do, but we're here to celebrate yeah. what you do and champion what you got going on, but you're from Harlem. You you grew yeah. up close to the Apollo, actually. Did you ever have a chance to perform at the Apollo?
1: No, I never got a chance to perform at the Apollo. That actually was a dream of mine but I just never took like, you know, I never really attempted to do it, but you know, it's only a few blocks away from where I was raised. And, you know, you know, it, I, I just never performed at the Apollo though, but you know, that's a big Harlem landmark. It would have definitely been historical and meant a lot to me. So, you know, but it's not too late.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, for hip hop, when growing up as a learner and a studier of the game, it was your parents who introduced you to hip hop. I know Jay Z's Volume Three was an album that you studied closely, especially with his lyrics. For sure.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. My dad, so like, you know, my dad was into music. I I, I later learned, um, you know, I have an older cousin that was very. Uh, he had an independent deal with a a label called Select Records. You know, and they signed uh, Kid and Play, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Pat Foos And, you know, there were there were a few artists that were signed there. And um, I would just see him coming in and out the house, you know, at the wee hours of the night and just seeing, the, uh, you know, him playing the music. I just I grew a love for it. And, you know, I, I later found out that my dad used to rap and DJ a lot of the house parties in, in the Bronx and things like that. So, you know, I kind of just picked up on it and initially it was just a hobby. And, um, you know, I fell in love with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Who would you say is the greatest MC to come out of Harlem? I'm curious to hear your opinion on this.
1: Mm, the greatest MC to come out of Harlem. Uh, to me, uh, maybe big L.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I agree yep. with that.
1: Yeah, I would say Big L.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big picture.
1: For sure. For sure.
0: Lifestyles of the poor and dangerous
1: exactly casualties of a dice game it was Yeah, out, like, you know, for sure.
0: the, the enemy with fat joe deadly combination mm-hmm. with tupac
1: exactly
0: classic exactly. tracks
1: yep
0: and speaking of classic tracks and even one that's more relevant as recent is 97 Hove you we were able to wrap on now did dj clue put you up to this or this was something that you just pulled because benny did it
1: um so dj clue was doing the uh a Monday night mixtape where he was doing uh, the Instagram and he was bringing it back and just playing a lot of the old nostalgic records and um you know playing a bunch of things and uh he had asked he asked me for, for a record and I told him like yeah I'm gonna do this freestyle and you know I I did it specifically for Clue you know what I'm saying so that's why the Clue affiliation is there so yeah it was definitely uh sculpted around DJ Clue and the whole freestyle era
0: at least dj clue knows what's good out there who are some other djs in new york city that i would say the top tier ones that are tapped in with what you're doing because i want to see are these dj is really putting off for the real hip-hop out here
1: yeah i mean it's a bunch of them like it's a lot of names like i i have a, a real close connection with dj spaz though he's on hot 97 that's like
0: he's from harlem too that's
1: for sure that's my bro you know what i'm saying and we have a big relationship but there's so many DJs that you could think of, DJ Will, that's on 105.1, you know, uh, Clue, um, K-Slay, uh, Peter Rosenberg, um, you know, the, the list goes on, you know what I'm saying? I've been fortunate enough to get the support of those guys the people that I've looked up to, like, my whole journey. So, you know, just to see them actually reach back and help and give me that platform, mm-hmm. is, 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 is appreciated.
0: The real question is, when Flex going to put you up there? That's the big thing. Uh, I mean,
1: question. Flex, uh, flex too. I forgot. I forgot to name flex, but flex too. You know what I'm saying? I I had a um. I actually met flex at Urban Plaza. Me and Dave, Dave East, did a show at Urban Plaza, and um, that was the first time that we actually uh, met. You know, like he's been he has been hearing about me and things like that, and we met there. And you know, the next day he was playing a record that I have weeks. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we definitely got to go Hot 97 and, and and burn down the freestyle. You know, it's coming out, it's coming, it's it's all in time and and I would, you know, once the project come out and everything, like I think that's when it'll make more sense.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, growing up, you had to be nice. It was important for rappers to have skills and appreciate the crap that's what they did. How come you feel as though that essence of hip hop has just faded away, even though it's strongly coming back because that's what I love most. I can't stand the the trendy hip hop that's going out here. But how come you think that it's just gone away and not as respected, whereas though these young kids just don't care about their lyrical talent?
1: I mean, um, I think it became more of a business than an, than an, expre- than an expression, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think initially uh, it was all lyric, lyric driven. Now it's just about how much money we can make off this music. You know, a lot of people see it as a hustle. And it's like, you know, we, we passionate about it. And, you know, we're we making music that align with our real life, you know, what I'm saying that we want to, we want to say something, you know, you, you can't rap forever. So, you know, for me, while I'm rapping, I wanna say something that's meaningful. I wanna say something that aligns with what I got going on in my real life and you know, put it in a way that people can um that that'll resonate with people. You know what I'm saying? And um I just think that a lot of people, you know, um, but I'm kinda like in the middle with it. Um, because you know, I don't wanna be selfish. We have our preference, like me and you, we love lyrics, but I'm not against the people that aren't uh so like lyric so lyrical because you know music is a it's about feeling you know what i'm saying and some people don't like to think some people don't really care it's just about the, the mood and how it makes them feel so you know i don't knock it but i think that you know as long as there's like a respect thing like i would hate for somebody that 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 doesn't uh uh that i would hate for somebody that's not lyrical to try to downplay the lyrics, that's when I got to be like, bro, you're not even saying nothing on your song. So don't even do that. But I just, I think that there's a pocket for everybody and there is room for everybody, but you know, I was raised on lyrics. So that's just all I know.
0: Who's someone that you admire most that is not a lyrical rapper. Now this is good. This could be a tough one.
1: Um, someone that I admire, that's not lyrical. Um, Hmm, that's a good one. Um, someone that I, I don't, I don't really know. Like I can't, I can't say there's somebody that I admire that's not lyrical. Like I, I'm very much uh, a person that pays attention to what's being said. You know what I'm saying? Like I could appreciate a record and say, no, this record is good. He's not really saying anything, but it feels good. But I can't say there's anybody that I admire that doesn't, that just, you
0: know what I'm saying? I don't think so. No, it's crazy out here. And it's, it's speaking about Rico Love, Rico Love was someone that has given you great advice. He loved what you do with the Lady Records. He was on my show sure. last week and we talked about the craft of hip hop and he feels as though the younger generation, they just don't care about what came before them. And I think that's why we're falling into this path where Everyone's following one trend, and this leads me to my next question and saying, especially being from Harlem and being from New York where you see rappers, okay, I'll throw the name out there, A Boogie and all these guys from Highbridge. Whereas, yeah. the, I mean, Don Q has bars, but some of these rappers in New York, you're looking around, you're scoping out the Brooklyn Drill movement. How do you feel as all that these artists from New York, and it's, it's all about a mood were when you and i've heard you say in other interviews when you drive to la you want to hear la hip-hop when you drive to atlanta you want to drive you want to hear that atlanta hip-hop but when you drive in new yes. york i don't want to hear the trap music so how do you feel about when artists are from new york hopping on an atlanta trap sound
1: um i'm not personally i'm not a fan of the trap sound in new york if we are talking about demographic mm-hmm. like i would want chicago music to sound like chicago i want new york to sound like new york i want LA to sound like LA, Houston to sound like Houston. Um, but also I don't wanna pigeonhole anybody and, you know, uh lock you into a sound like somebody that's like a like ASAP Rocky, that's one of my close friends. He got a lot of flack when he came out for the Houston sound. You know what I'm saying? And he was just being creative, he was being expressive. So I can't say that, you know, I can't knock nobody's way of you know, creating and being expressive. If he was influenced by Three Six Mafia or whatever the case may be, then so be it. But for me, you know, like I said, like I, if I go to LA, I wanna hear music that sounds like LA. If I go to Atlanta, I wanna hear rappers that sound like Atlanta, like put me in that mood. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't knock it, but you know, I would, I would most definitely, if it was up to me, New York would sound all the way like New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: But and that's why we need people like you and these DJs Yeah, for sure. the microscope under you, because I don't think there'd be too much garbage out here, but it's a uh, shame that, yeah. you know, the, the record labels are holding city carding, but that's okay. And yeah. as we move into the further discussions here, your top five consists of Kanye, Jay-Z, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, and Jada Kiss. You said Jay-Z? Yep.
1: Jay-Z, Jada Kiss.
0: Kanye, Uh, Kendrick Lamar, and Drake.
1: Yep, 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 Mm -hmm. yep.
0: That's your top five. I have to make
1: sure because sometimes it changes.
0: Sometimes it changes,
1: changes. but yeah, like I love, I love Kendrick's composition. I love Kanye's composition as well, production and just how, you know, he, he's not, he's fearless when it comes to producing, you know what I'm saying? And sonically, like he, there's no barriers when it comes to kanye jay-z lyrically jada Kiss lyrically fab is in there too i will put fab in there you know sometime like um i just love music man you know what i'm saying and those are the artists that that i that i really connect with as far as like their frequency frequency and just you know the music that represents them
0: when we bring up artists and i think this artist should be in the top 10 and he doesn't get enough credit he does but he's not listed in the top 10 as well as the whole terror squad, I'm gonna bring up big pun.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. Pun is an animal. what well, pun was an animal, like a hundred percent. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't think that he fully gets the credit, but pun was a, a, a beast, man. Pun was a beast.
0: How punishment, yeah, baby, yeah,
1: like, like, uh, uh, like it's so many pun songs that I, I just listened to. uh What's the record with him and Ashanti, How We Roll? How We Roll. I listened to that record uh maybe like a week ago and and, and I was just catching so many things that I've never caught then. And I'm just like, yo, pun was so crazy. You know what I mean? that off of endangered species? Um, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that one. I like I I, I don't remember, but that record was dope.
0: Yeah. And people keep, people forget about Fat Joe too because he was nice. It's just that pun was so yeah. huge lyrically. He Fat got Joe.
1: overshadowed.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But pun was—I mean, uh, Fat Joe was dope too. Yeah. yeah, I lived in the Bronx for a while. As forest as Projects and pun and pun is from—I mean, Joe is from Forest Projects.
0: Also, that was that was that—that's where you were from, or from the when you were in the Bronx.
1: Yeah, like yeah. When yeah, my mom, my mom and my dad met, yeah. I stayed in the Bronx for a while, so. Um, pun is, I mean, fat Joe, I used to see fat Joe and pun all the time, man. And So I, like, I have a different kind of love for Joe. I, I fuck with
0: Joe. Yeah. Legends. He just dropped a new project to what would big do 2021. Make sure you go check that out yep. with DJ drama. Yeah, for sure. We're moving right along here and in, in your early teens, you actually had the opportunity to have a meeting with Sony.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: You ran into someone yeah. that was in the camp of Missy Elliott as well. How did this all come about at such a young age?
1: um so i have a cousin shout out to my cousin Shay. um we had a meeting with sony and uh i had a record and they were they were interesting and they the the record only had a a verse and a hook song wasn't even done and um they wanted to do a deal like it was a million dollar single deal and um they wanted me to finish the record but at this time i wasn't as uh I I hadn't like really mastered my thing yet so I was trying to I was getting stuck when it came to that record for some reason and um you know long story short the deal fell through but in the midst of that like I was seeing Missy Elliott's bodyguard and all of these people and they like yo take my car do this do that so it's like it definitely was a, a moment it was a pivotal moment for me because at that point I felt like okay like you know, I started as a hobby, but seeing how the people reacted to me in that industry, in the music industry, I was like, yo, you know, I really can do this. This is something that, you know, I should take serious, seeing that, you know, the guy that I sat with is the guy that uh, signed cash money and gave them all the money for they, for they did when they had a the situation with Sony. My mm-hmm. well, universe, which I, I can't remember. But, so I was like, you know, this is, I might have something, Burn.
0: Has there been any other talks with Sony I know you. You're, um, you're currently independent, but has, has there been yeah. any future talks here since then with Sony or uh, any no, other I record never, label?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, there's been a few. Like it's, it's even now, like there's a few. But um, I think my thing now is you know just making sure that I um, I pull my own weight and you know I I really capitalize and and do everything that I need to do. So you know when it is time to sit with somebody, we have leverage.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think independent is the way for a lot of artists and uh, unless yeah, a right deal comes forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I do a situation with somebody, they're gonna have to meet us halfway. It's not it's not me going to a label trying to sell myself like, yo, Eva, you know, what I mean, you, you're gonna have to be familiar with what we got going on and what we are capable of and, and how strong we are. And then, you know, we're gonna have to meet in the middle somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Fate, all I know. On iTunes, it actually says because I still buy my music. I'm not like everyone else who just streams it and doesn't pay artists money. Fate Thank all, you, man. Yeah. <laughs> fate, all I know. The, the date on there says 2013. I believe was that album released yeah. in 2013? Yes. So you've yeah, been, so you've, I, been uh, wait, you've been waiting a while then to drop a new and I think that's coming soon. I think that's coming soon. The yeah, new album. very,
1: very, very soon. You know, I think with fate. um, I hadn't put a project out in a while before fate, you know, so I think fate was was like you know my dad likes to call it the the soundtrack to our lives because we very we believe so much that everything happens for a reason when it's supposed to happen, and at that time, it felt like you know, just like I said, it felt like everything was happening, and it just was a reminder, you know what I mean, like a lot of the songs don't have hooks on them, it's just like raw like rap records because. I wanted to show people that, you know, I was still shocked when it came to rapping, you know what I mean, like that, that that project was more so for the people that was familiar with what I got going on. It was, it was just something for them, you know what I'm saying, and it happened to turn out, and it turned out to be a bigger project than I expected. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm grateful for that, and um, yeah, I didn't put one out in a while, but I'm at like the 90% mark now with my new project, so it'll be out very, very soon
0: mm-hmm it, it, who, who's yep. someone that that we can expect on it? i think dave might be on this
1: dave is on it mm-hmm. um dave is on it uh i got a record with asap Ferg on there fire uh, i got a i got a record with uh jim jones on there um and uh my home girl from chicago her name is jennifer mm. yep and i got you know i got production from arab uh i got it's a bunch of things like it's. It's, it's dope, man. I'm excited and I want people to hear it just to see the growth. Um, I, I, I can't wait.
0: I think every day was a snippet.
1: <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, every day, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like every day was, it's crazy, man. Like I I make the records that align with like how I'm feeling and what's going on with me. And I think that that was like a clear indication of that. You know what I'm saying? Like even the video, like the video was in LA and that's how that record made me feel. and Everything just happened organically, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't really like, yo, I'm gonna record this song and then go to LA shoot the video. It, it didn't happen like that. Everything just like happened and it kind of fell in place.
0: No, it's gonna be crazy. But when can we re- expect this to release? Is it gonna be the end of the year or is it gonna be next year? No,
1: definitely not the end of the year. Like I, I want to like very. Soon. I mean, Mostly
0: like there. Okay.
1: Let's say three months, the latest.
0: So you know we're talking in November.
1: For sure. Maybe before then,
0: maybe before I'm just, then. I'm
1: literally at that point where it's like, I got a few records, if that.
0: That's going to be correct. What do you think is going to be the biggest song off there already since you're at 90% with it?
1: Um, ooh, that's a good question, man. Um, the biggest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because you know, like when I approach, like I don't like any dead, I don't like any uh, fillers on my project. You know, like I want every track to be able to stand individually, but still have this cohesiveness and this, uh, like sonically, I want it to still sound like a whole, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm not sure which, which record would be the biggest record, but, you know, I hope that the people find a, a few, a bunch that they love on that project.
0: And that's something I like that you said, whereas you don't want any fillers on there. Throughout your career so far, I mean, you've had tracks with Capone from Capone and Noriega. love to hear how that came about. That was That's a, that's a low-key legend right there. Cameron yeah, sure. Davies, Jim Jones, we know it. Who have you enjoyed going bar for bar so far throughout your career with on a song?
1: Um, I would definitely say Jim. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim, Jim stepped his, his, his shit up lyrically so crazy. And our chemistry in the studio is like, Oh, yeah. Like, you. that's what, that's what you're going to try to do? Okay, bet. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's fun. It's very fun when we create records. And, you know, like, I would definitely say sparring with him is fun. Dave, too, though. Like, Dave, too. Like, me and Dave got a record where we're going back and forth. A-Rab produced it. It's dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I have a lot of fun working with Dave, too.
0: Yeah. Yep. Dave, Dave's a beast. He doesn't get enough credit. I call him the king of New York, but... You know, all the hype pieces are gonna shout say, out.
1: To, shout out to Dave.
0: <laughs> People are gonna say that uh, a boogie or some someone with a lil is gonna be the king of New York. Not, not my platform. They're not. But yeah. uh, you know, with the lyrics that you got going here, Jim Jones reached out to you. He wanted you to get on a Harlem project that he was a part of, and that's how the connection happened ever since.
1: Yep, for sure. Yeah, he had a he had a project that he was trying to do with a bunch of you know up and coming talent from you know from the town. And um that's originally how we connected and then we just built a relationship from there. And we did I met him one night. I've been new Jim though, just from seeing him out in the town. And you know, we had a bunch of situations where I played records for him and things like that. But I think right now was the time. And you know, we got in the studio, played a bunch of records. He's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Yo, come back tomorrow, let's do some shit. And then um, you know tomorrow came we worked and then it was like come back tomorrow come back tomorrow and you know that so we probably got like 15 records sitting somewhere you know what i mean and and i want to say that uh 80% of them is produced by heat makers so it's like it's it's dope
0: legendary and we've seen throwback yeah. videos of you and A-Rap music in the studio too
1: yeah i met a-, a-, a funny thing is like that's that's why I like my love for Dipset is 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 what it is cuz before i even before any of them knew who I was musically, I was just a, a fanatic, you know what I'm saying, like I love Dipset and they was a perfect like representation to me of our town, you know, flamboyant fly, you know what I'm saying, the music was dope. Um, and uh, I was dealing with Cam and um, like right before Cam had signed Botto, I was working with, I was working with Cam and that's how I met A-Rap. Yep.
0: Legendary. These are going to be stories to tell someday when you yeah, drop for your, sure. your, your biography, especially with that's the why That's just, why
1: just, I like my interviews. That's why in the interviews, you know, I, I try to like touch on it on a surface level because, you know, when I go in depth one day, mm-hmm. when I go in depth one day, you know, with the story and, you know, eventually a book or something, you know, I gotta, it's going to be dope, man. It's going to be dope.
0: It's gonna be, oh, it, it 100% is. And just getting into the other people that you collaborate with. How did Fetty Wap come about? Because Fetty Wap was, he was huge at the time. This was the biggest artist in the game. Once, yeah. once he came out with Trap Queen, it was over.
1: Yeah, Um. so Fetty Wap, I met through my cousin Shay. Um, so my dad has a bike club. My dad, Um. He's. he, um, he has a bike club called uh, GHB, Go Hard Boys. And uh, Fetty Wap is actually down with them um, with their bike club. So um, one day we we ride to Baltimore. We're like yo, I'm gonna go meet Fetty Wap. Come on, y'all. We go. We meet, and we click. You know what I'm saying? Like we had a vibe that was very natural, and you know. And I met, I seen him the next day. I, I met him in Baltimore. I seen him the next day because he had like a, a a video game release. Like it was like an app that he had on the iPhone. And um, I met him in the club. he said yo what you doing tomorrow i'm like chilling he's like yo take my number let's get in the studio let's work and it just it kind of happened like that organically like Wap is one of my favorite artists i think that like his tone and the melodies that he found are unique and you know i i I never heard anybody like him you know i think that he has his own thing with him and just seeing it firsthand you know like he definitely there's a method what he does you know what I mean and he does it effortlessly so you know I appreciate Fetty Wap I think that he's dope.
0: He definitely is and Fetty Wap we continue to look forward to the new music that he's got coming out he's got some classic records out there Capone you recorded a track with Capone I believe it was at a time when you were younger this happened.
1: Yeah yeah so uh, uh, once again Shay because Shay, my, my cousin Shay he was managing me at the time so Shay had a, had a relationship with Capone And um, I remember if I'm not mistaken, I wanna say we was in maybe Queens or I don't know, don't quote me on the location, but I remember we was in the studio, laid a record. You know what I mean? I had to be about 15 years old, 16, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I was raised on CNN. So, you know, that alone was like, exactly. You know what I mean? So that alone for me was like, it was dope. It was an experience. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
0: A check mark. It's a legendary yeah, career sure. in the making for you.
1: For sure. For
0: sure. Dave, I'm going to assume you met him just throughout your whereabouts in the city and seeing him around.
1: Um. Well, I met Dave. I met Dave actually hit me on Twitter. Like we was, um, uh, he I hit me on Twitter, like, yo, let's work. And, uh, we would DM back and forth and, um, I think the first record that we did is on one of his projects uh, called Gemini. It's on, it's, I think it's on Apple Music still. Um, it's a record called Harlem World. This had to be in about uh, 2013. And that was the first record we did, but immediately like we clicked, you know what I mean? Dave is a, Dave's super cool, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we clicked and we talked and I spoke to Dave today, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was, it's a very organic relationship. Like the music is the easy part, you know, like me and Dave was actually talking about doing a project together. We got so many records, we we, we got well over 10 records.
0: Mm-hmm. That's you what know, I was gonna so, ask you, cause he's doing these collaborative projects. I saw he did one recently with Millie's.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we probably do it. Yeah, like it's, we spoke about it so much and you know, I, like Dave, my nigga. So like, as long as it's done the right way as far as the music, because I know the potential. If We got together and we really put our minds to it and sat down and really, uh, molded this project and the sound, I know it'd be dope.
0: Yeah. Oh it's yeah. But gonna that's my
1: next, it, yeah, that, so it's, it, but it's on the table. So, I mean, actually you should expect it because I'm, I'm sure it will happen. <laughs> Word.
0: uh, but speaking about your inspiration from Dipset and all the legendary artists in the game, especially who had the clothing statements, the jerseys back in the day, you're someone that's very in the fashion. You even had modeling opportunities for Gucci and Adidas. Yeah
1: yeah yep um so those two opportunities came from the music you know like gucci reached out, actually um model for dapper Dan's line on gucci so that was like super harlem you know um and that was a you know bucket list thing for me you know just a model for a brand of that caliber like you know what gucci is and um in the fashion world and um even with adidas like you know another thing you know it's kind of like surreal to me sometimes just seeing like the uh seeing me like like realizing that i'm working with these companies it's kind of surreal you know what i'm saying like i just recently did um stadium goods that's like a popular sneaker store that's in new york and um even that like that was dope like i get facetimes and random like people tagging me because they they put the picture in the store so you know, I they get I get the random posts like, "Yo, I seen you in the store." So you know, it's it's just dope. It's another outlet for me. Um, I've always heard that like I have a distinctive look, and that I that I needed to capitalize off of it. And you know, like I don't have a model agent or anything like that. Like it just all comes organically and naturally through the music and the platform that I've built musically.
0: Yeah, it's, and here we go. Would you create your own line, clothing line? Have you thought about that?
1: Um yeah, I, I definitely would. I definitely um that's something that I thought about. I mean, now I just help my bro like my man GS he has a clothing line called New Life mm-hmm. and I help him with that. Um you know, just as far as like creative direction and things like that, but um l- eventually I would I probably would start a clothing line probably. Mm-hmm. I think right now I would before I would do clothing I probably would do a fragrance line. Okay. Yeah, like that's something that I'm really into. Um, but yeah, like I, I would definitely touch touch on that because, you know, we we enjoy looking good. You know, we like buying all this, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, why not? You know what I mean?
0: Why not? And even in your everyday video, you have the, the Nike Air Force Ones, of course. You yeah. referenced that at the beginning of the song. What's your favorite type of sneaker?
1: Yeah. Um, my favorite type of sneaker? Um, mm, good question. Um oh that's a good one. <laughs> it would probably be a uh a uh hmm, probably be a basketball shoe.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Air Jordans or is it are you in more than the Nike territory with LeBron and Kobe's?
1: Um nah I probably would go I would probably would go with the one the Jordan ones.
0: The Jordan ones, the retro ones, those are classics.
1: Yeah. I probably would go with the joy ones.
0: Mm -hmm. And you're someone that doesn't like when someone starts paying close attention to your style. Once someone starts wearing what you wear, you want to change it up because you don't want to be like anyone else. This is why I wear Ewings.
1: (laughs) Yo, man, I hate that, man. Like, if I wear something and people take it, I just, I will go into something else. But like, you know, I got to embrace the fact that I do have some type of influence on people. You know what I mean? And but that's just how, how 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 I've always been, you know, I've always had, um, I always like to do what everybody's not doing, you know, so if somebody is wearing a, like I said, fragrance, if somebody's wearing a certain fragrance, I don't want to wear that because I don't want to come in the party smelling like you, you know, if somebody's wearing a certain brand, I don't want to wear that brand because I don't want to come looking like you. So, you know, but at the same time, I can't knock it. Like I get DMs from people that tell me like, yo, I bought this hat cause you wear it. I bought these sneakers cause you, cause you, I learned about it through you. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not mad at it.
0: No, no, it's you can't be and this. This is why this thing's just happened for a reason. But do you have a pair of Ewings? Have you ever had a pair of Patrick Ewings being from New York? A pair of
1: Patrick Ewings that I, have, I don't think, I don't think I ever owned a pair of Patrick Ewings. I know the ones that I did have, I don't even know if these are Patrick Ewing's, I know the colorway, I know it's a Knicks colorway, but the top 10 Metro Adidas, the high top ones. I'm not I think, sure if I those think are they, Patrick Ewing's. they did
0: have something to do with Ewing.
1: Yeah, well, though, I never had those. But at one point when I was younger, I remember my cousin had them and I wanted them bad. <laughs> So, yeah, if I did go with a pair of Patrick Jones, I would go with those.
0: You go with those. We could break into a little sports talk here. Being from New York, are you a fan of the
1: Knicks? 100%.
0: 100%. You're not like Big I, I, L. You're a fan. That's good.
1: I, I'm a fan of the Knicks, man. I, I watch the Knicks, man, When even when they horrible. I still try to give them some type of faith through the screen. Like, man, what are we doing? Let's get it together. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm still I'm still Knicks, so
0: 100%. Who's your top Nick of all time?
1: Carmelo Anthony.
0: Carmelo number seven. That's my, on the that's Lakers my man. Yeah. yeah, he on the
1: Lakers. Now I don't know how I feel about that. Cause I'm a, I'm a Braun hater on the low, a little bit.
0: No, I don't but, like um, the
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit of a Braun hater, but you know, I guess I got to deal with it. Cause Melo is my man.
0: I don't like that. That's my, Mello
1: is my favorite player. My favorite player of all time is Kobe, you know, but now Carmelo Anthony, you know what I'm saying? Obviously there's better players and there's people with more accolades, but my favorite is Melo. Yeah,
0: Melo yeah. is one of the greatest of all time, especially with the Knicks. Those are memorable years right there, even though we didn't, yeah, we didn't man. win and Phil Jackson sold him a bad bill of goods, but at least we got Kemba Walker coming to New York now. Yeah, I'm excited about
1: that too. And especially, I was about to say, especially with Kemba being from the Bronx, Kemba played for Rice High School, if I'm not, I, yeah, I believe mm-hmm. he did play Rice. for Rice, right? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, that's just, that's dope, man. Like to have, we need that energy back. We need that energy back. We got to turn this around because Nick's got a real negative stigma when it comes to basketball. They think that we just can't do it. Yeah. We got to <laughs> turn it around, man. We got to do it.
0: We do. And we also added Evan Fournier, extended Julius Randle. We made the playoffs yeah. for the first time Julius in eight Randle years. Julius had a
1: hell of a, hell of a season, man. <sighs> yeah, he was turning up, man. He was turning up. So I'm excited to see what this season looks like. You know, I'm Nick's tape, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm Nick's tape too. Forget the, the Nets though. Forget Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, I don't really I don't I'm not I don't really like the Nets. I mean they New York at the end of the day, but I'm Nick's.
0: Yeah. All the way. I agree. that's yes. I'm not a big fan of the Nets. They can they can keep mm-hmm. the cupcake K D over there. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not a a Nets fan in any way, shape or form. But I want to get to your everyday video, just thinking about that, a question that popped into my head. When you have that intermission, when you're in the car, who's talking? Because is it a a famous rapper? Because I can't make it- No, it's not
1: a famous rapper. my that's my cousin C.
0: That was your cousin. Okay, because I I hear it in there. This sounds like us, this 06 on steroids.
1: Yeah, so pretty much what he was saying, like that sound kind of gave him the nostalgic feeling when we started, you know, we really started really, uh, figuring out our sound and the energy that was around the sound. So, you know, I played, a I played a record for him and he was like, yo, this sound like us, like this sound like back in the days, but new. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't even know the camera was rolling. It kind of just happened organically and, you know, I just threw it in there. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's my cousin C, shout out to C.
0: Do you have any upcoming performances planned here in the near future or anything? I know with COVID, you still have it out here with the Delta thing. It's blown up all over the place, except for New York and all the- Yeah, the um, nah, no
1: shows right now due to the COVID. And I kind of, I kind of been like stepping, excuse me, stepping back from the, um, from performing just so I could figure out like, you know, my sound and what I want to say and the whole, you know, the narrative behind, you know, my, my, uh, direction, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of stepped back a little bit as far as that goes, just to, you know, regroup and figure everything out. But, you know, as soon as I know, you know, it'll be everywhere. And I'll, you know, I'll post it up and shit like that. I would love for everybody tuning in whoever come pull up and, and, and enjoy it. Cause I think it's going to be
0: dope. I, I believe with your independent record label that you do have artists signed to it. You have a, you're working yeah. with other artists, that's good that you've yeah. already become a mogul in your own right of being an independent artist and understanding the ins and outs of the business and taking care of other artists and putting them under your wing.
1: Yeah, shout out to just shout out to Grand TM, my cousin Juice. Yeah, it's a bunch of us and it's not even artists that I just, you know, picked up from everywhere. These is my family for real, you know, and um, they're not just with me because they're my family. I truly believe in every one of these guys individually you know and you know we're gonna be going up together and whatever platform i have they have and vice versa you know what i'm saying so
0: why not yeah why not for the upcoming project i know it could be november it could be sooner have you thought of a title for it
1: i'm still going back and forth as far as title goes um but i got a i got a few i got a few but you know once i'm concrete i'll definitely put it out there but I'm excited about it, man. I want the people to hear the music. I think that it's going to definitely, it's going to show the growth. It's going to show, you know, why I believe I am one of the greatest rappers to me. Um, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited.
0: Mm-hmm. Once you hit the home run out of the park here, now you're in pinstripes because the Mets aren't, they're not hitting anything right now. Once you hit, <laughs> once you, once you hit the the home run out of the park at Yankee Stadium here, who do you want to be on that track with you first that's huge in the game to go bar for bar um,
1: with? Bar for bar, uh, Oh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go all the way. I'm gonna go Jay-Z. Jay-Z, okay. 100%, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna go Jay-Z. That's my, that's my favorite rapper of all time. You know, I have I have a list of rappers that I appreciate and that I think is extremely talented. But as far as like, um, as far as rappers that I really, really love and it's Jay-Z.
0: Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Now you studied volume three. Is that your favorite Jay-Z record though?
1: My favorite Jay-Z album? um, Yeah, volume three. Volume three. Yeah, Volume three. I like, I, but I, but I like reasonable doubt. I like the black, black, actually black album is my favorite Jay-Z album, but, That's I, a classic but, too. But, the, but the album that, you know, um, after black album would be, uh, volume three, because, you know, I, I told a story somewhere, like my dad, I remember riding with my dad and, um, him breaking down some of the lines i had to be about eight or nine years old that's right you know so i i was old enough to comprehend but you know i I was just listening and it sounded good on a surface level but he said yo you ain't even catch when he said this 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 and i was like oh that's crazy you know and i think that that's something that helped me um hone my skill and you know create the the whole, uh, I mean, it, it just helped me, you know what I mean? It helped me understand lyrics. It helped me understand like that other level where, you know, the double entendres and, you know, however it may be, but so that, that album will always have a special place in my heart.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, this is your interview. So we got to end on a high note here. What do you think is your greatest bar that you wrote? Oh shit. I opened up the show with one and because we were doing the Zoom interview.
1: I mean, I guess, I guess right now, my greatest, I don't know, I don't know greatest, but right now I would say um, I'd have managed to stay dry through another storm and i set myself on fire to keep others warm. And I think, that, I think that that line is so powerful and it speaks to, you know, just being selfless, you know what I'm saying? And I think that it's a timeless bar. It's not like a bar that's like uh, number seven in New York, like Carmelo, like Carmelo's not in New York anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a timeless bar. And I think that there's emotion behind it. And um, just off the top, that's that's probably a bar that I would say at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one to end with here, man. Is there anything else you'd love to tell the audience as well as the show and people who watch this interview?
1: I mean, for the new listeners, for the new viewers, man, Dub Aura, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, however you, you know, Google, whatever you want to do, um, for the people that are familiar, thank you for supporting, you know, the project is coming very soon. And, um, you know, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to turn it up and, and go crazy.
0: Yeah. And that's what you're going to do. And
1: stay tuned, stay tuned, look forward. Cause I got a, I got a bunch of, bunch of things coming. Mm
0: -hmm. And they can follow you on Instagram or Twitter at Dubora.
1: Yep, D U B A U R A everything. Mm
0: -hmm. Make sure you go check that out. Go check out all of his music on all platforms. The visuals are on YouTube. He's, at, he's everywhere. Stay tuned to this next project. Man, would would love to have you back on the show once you do drop that new project.
1: Nah, for sure. Let's do it. This was dope, man. This was fun. You asked some very good questions. I appreciate you.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, man. And, you know, you're welcome anytime. I'm looking forward to what you got. All right, Delbor, I want you to enjoy the rest of your night and stay safe, man. And I'm looking forward to this new music. Keep, keep being the great MC that you are, man.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. Keep it, keep it up. Everything you got going on. Anytime you need anything from me, I'm, I'm a text away.
0: No doubt, man. You got it. And like I said, we're looking forward to everything you got coming though. Thank you, man. Yeah. Peace. Have a good one. You too.